He's been at the forefront, both as a lawmaker and as an emergency room doctor. Learn more about our Lieutenant Governor, Josh Green, and his commitment to the community and how the community has bounced back after COVID-19. I'm uh, Josh Green, Lieutenant Governor. Uh, I came to Hawaii in 2000 with the National Health Service Corps to serve in the rural community of Kau. So I became the doctor for about 8,000 people. And that's when I started seeing people who were indigent and having challenges with health disparities and some homelessness running a community health center. So that was my kind of introduction to Hawaii. Very beautiful experience with people because it was mostly uh, a Hawaiian and Filipino community and just very special to enter Hawaii that way. I, I decided to be a doctor and I remember the day I decided I was on a train traveling from Madras in southern part of India up to Delhi and I saw a guy come onto the train who had uh, one of his arms and both of his legs very withered and you know had severe developmental disabilities and he was still doing stuff he was still serving food and taking care of people trying to make money for his family and I remember that it was just a uh, it's one of those moments where I just knew that I wanted to, to give back in some way or other and being a physician seemed like the way to do it. Uh, as a doctor, my role is I take care of patients. I work in the emergency department every other weekend and see what people are dealing with in the community. I get to see it kind of firsthand on Big Island. I go back. I see the impact it's having on people's regular lives, like the level of stress that they're experiencing, the lack of access to basic health care, normal health care. Uh, some of the consequences of being cooped up and there's some concerns about domestic violence. A lot of it's behavioral health, like mental health and self-medication. Some addiction is, is spiking. So there are consequences even outside of the virus. And of course, I have a lot of colleagues I spend time with talking about what it's like in the intensive care unit and first responders and what it's like when they have to intubate a lot of people or see some people die in, in the hospital. So. I'm having that experience with my colleagues. So as Lieutenant Governor, it's, it's a unique situation, I guess, because I'm the only physician in the country that's a Lieutenant Governor. So I have taken on a kind of, when we say liaison, I go between uh, the governor's team and the policy decisions that have to be made for the whole state. And I review the whole medical piece. So making sure we have enough intensive care unit beds and ventilators and talking to all the private hospitals and the long-term care facilities helping to advise the general on what we have to do as a state to stay ahead of the curve so that we don't overwhelm our system and see a lot of fatalities. And then being a liaison with the private sector, which is all the health providers, I find out, do we have enough PPE? Do we have enough specialists? Do we have enough capacity to take care of our people regularly? And then there's other liaison roles, like calling the governor or their deputies in California and finding out can we get more of this or that or do you need help with this or I talk to a lot of diplomats and we're right now receiving some support from Taiwan and from mainland China so I'm secretary of state in addition to being lieutenant governor for us so I do those kind of things also so it really is an interesting role I never expected it to happen but I do have some extra capacity because I know the health and I'm, I'm also doing a lot of work with what we call the ESF-8. That's the embedded health team that I helped put together with General Hara and the governor. Every single day, we're trying to uh, help make the best decisions to get through this year so that when we get a, a vaccination someday, we made it. We got through with the lowest mortality rate 
are the healthiest state, we are the cleanest state. And if we do that, it's not only going to be the, the, the kupuna lives that we saved mostly, but it will also be a reflection on Hawaii. So that when we have to rebuild the economy completely, people will say, hey, Hawaii is the best place. They did have their act together. It was safe. They didn't have massive spread for lots of reasons. I've learned that people can tolerate a, an incredible amount of sacrifice. I've never seen people sacrifice so much for the common good, which is really important. Ten years from now, we'll have loved ones around us that wouldn't have been here. If we hadn't acted, we would have had 5,000 deaths uh, in the first uh, six weeks. So ten years from now, Hawaii will very likely be a shining example of what can be done in a very family-oriented culture when large sacrifices are, are necessary. And it's an amazing, amazing thing. And we'll realize that we could be successful. We, we learned that actually as a team a couple months ago when we took a, a group of 76 people to Samoa when they were having the outbreak of measles. And we learned in 72 hours we could be a part of um, a rescue mission to help people get through it and not see catastrophic loss of life. We already saw that, my team did. But 10 years from now, we're gonna see that we did that for Hawaii by making hard decisions. And that's, that's something to remember anyway. I, I think we'll look back on it. I, I certainly would look back my kids. Uh, Sam is nine and Maya's 13, and they've been home now for five weeks. And I think they're gonna remember what happened, so it's special.